0: the word of god tells us in psalms 34 3 praise the lord the lord's name is to be praised oh magnify the lord with me let us exalt god's name together we have gathered to praise our glorious god and praise god from whom all blessings flow so today we declare that this is the day that the lord has made Let us rejoice and be glad in it. We ask God to remind us of the privileges we enjoy as his people, to come to him in moments, to confess our sins, to receive forgiveness and give it, to pray, to sing, and to listen, to renew our fainting spirits, to rest in all of your promises. Open our eyes to see you, Lord. Open our ears to hear your word visit us through the holy spirit and to help us celebrate our faith we are joyous in our worship realizing we need not ask you to come into our midst for you are already here we need not call you into the secret places of our hearts for you are here we need our eyes of faith to be open so that we may see our ears to be unstopped so that we may hear our minds to be sensitive that we may know, and our hearts to be tender that we may receive. So, Lord, pour out your grace and your gifts of love. Deliver us from cruel and cold hearts and wandering thoughts and settle our minds and let us have a burning zeal that we may worship you in spirit and in truth. So, Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Hello, fellow worshipers, and I will be sharing with you in this episode of Worshipper's Heart podcast. We will be talking about I am living my best life. I recently shared this with students, and I thought it was appropriate even as mature adults that we learn and begin to understand that we are living our best life. So imagine, if you will, with me a book, a book entitled... I'm living my best life. On the cover of the book, we have the title, The Image of Whatever You Envision Your Best Life to Be. And this book is written by God and co authored by yourself. God is the author and finisher of our faith. So we don't give enough credit to Him as being the writer of everything that we do. We don't give enough credit to Him as being the finisher of all the things that we do accomplish and oversee. So this book is written by God, first and foremost, and it is co-authored by you. And we are living our best life. And we simply say that we are enough. Enough is defined by Webster as, as much or as much as required. So let's go and explore in this time Of what it is to be living your best life, knowing that you are enough, knowing that in spite of the obstacles and the hurdles that have come against you, that you are living your best life in Christ. So as I shared with those students, I said, I'm going to give you a glimpse into my autobiography and a sneak peek at my obituary. You know, we plan everything else. We plan the birth of a child. We plan weddings. We plan birthdays. We plan anniversaries. We plan all these other celebrations, but we don't plan for the final time. So let's look at a sneak peek of my obituary, of my best life. So this book has four chapters. The first chapter, you know, there's a table of contents in a book, so there's a chapters for each of the components of this book. And the first chapter deals with my childhood, and then we move into my adulthood, and then we move into a cycle or time in my life of God-seeking and then God-transformation, so if you would, go with me as we read this book and we share and, and we explore this book together. So here we are, my childhood. I dealt with, personally, a lot of comparison. As I shared with the students, in my cultural, African Americans, we deal with a lot of light skin, dark skin comparison. The pretty girls are light-skinned. The dark-skinned girls are questionable. The pretty girls are the ones with the pretty hair. The ones with... The matted or what we refer to as rough or nappy hair is not as pretty. So I dealt with a lot of light skin, dark skin comparison. Being fair skin, you know, you're a pretty girl. So there's a lot of things going for you already in your favor. However, as the pretty girl, there were a lot of things that I struggled with. I struggled with belonging. I struggled with shortcomings of myself. If I was pretty, why was my nose so wide? If I was pretty, why was my lips so broad? If I was pretty, why did why was my hair not long in length? I dealt with a lot of personal shortcomings, feeling inadequate within myself. And because of those things, it enabled me to seek adorations and confirmations in all the wrong people and wrong things seeking people out to give me what i need to fill a void in my life not even recognizing then that i was enough even though i was raised in a two-parent household siblings dog and all those wonderful things you still don't recognize then that you are enough we often compare people's struggles and relate it to their household makeup Come from a broken home, single parent, nobody there to raise you, struggles, hardships, ghetto, slow learner. You still can have all of the shortcomings, all the inadequacies and come from a two parent household, great family, siblings, dog, cat, picket fence. And still have shortcomings, still feeling inadequate, still seeking adoration and confirmation from all the wrong things and all the wrong people. Not even recognizing that you're enough and that you need to learn to live your best life. So as we move to this next chapter of adulthood... Early 20s and 30s, the cycle continues. So I carry all those childhood things into my adulthood, but I add to them. So on top of those childhood comparisons, I now have mistakes, bad decisions, bad judgments, mishaps, indecisiveness, procrastination, blame casting. Everybody is wrong with me. Seeking my place in the world where do I belong? Still seeking to belong. And where do I fit best? Because I've always been different. I know at least that much about myself, that I've always been different. I didn't fit the mold. I didn't fit the pretty girl stance. I didn't fit, you know, what the church was looking for. I was always different. You know, I remember going to church and mothers of the church saying, baby, you know, that skirt is too short. Well, I knew that when I left home. It wasn't something that I did or didn't know. I knew then. But I also knew that I was different. So still trying to figure out where do I fit in? Where am I enough? Am I living my best life? Am I living my best life? No. Because now I'm moving to another chapter of my life and I'm God seeking. So I've had my childhood, my my adulthood, if you would, early 20s and 30s. Now I'm God seeking in my 40s. So when I turned 40, I was at the end of divorce, there was separation. Understanding even in the separation that God was still calling me to something. I just wasn't sure what it was, even in my different place. I was still feeling that I needed more. I was still seeking comfort and and adoration and confirmation from people. See, we often get caught up in the people thing. People pleasing. Are people happy with me? Do I make people proud? What if I fall short? What if nobody sees me? What if I never make the pedestal? What if if climbing the pedestal, the pedestal breaks? We seek all of that from people. But even then, there was God. Even then, in that moment, there was still God. And even then, with God, there was no one available to come to my aid. I spent countless nights of tears and prayers crying in in a... Beautiful walk-in closet. Calling out to God, where do I fit? God, am I enough? God, have you really called me? God, what am I supposed to be doing? What is my purpose? What am I destined for? Still feeling like I had failed people. Because I'm still in that comparison. Even though I'm in my 40s, part of me was still locked into that childhood moment. Was I strong enough to endure and finish this race and this task? Was I strong enough to finish my destiny? Was I going to die with purpose inside of me? But even then, and with God, I was enough. So here I am in my 50s, living a God transformation life. No longer people pleasing. It doesn't matter what people say, because if they say it, it might be true. It may be false, and then they may make it up. It doesn't matter what they say. We have to desire to please and honor God only, our Creator, our Father. We have to turn our lives completely to God. No shortcuts, no compromise, no giving in, no hiding, no wearing the mask. Knowing who we are in God. Knowing that we are enough. Leaving people, situations, and circumstances that keep us from honoring him and who he has called us to be. So now I recognize I'm living my best life. I am who God says I am. I am chosen. I walk boldly, tall, and in the authority of God. My life of worship is a life of worship to God first and foremost. I want to speak God's words over my life and circumstances, expecting change, expecting greatness, expecting shift, and expecting God. Deuteronomy 14.2 says to us in the English Standard Version, For you are a people holy. To the Lord your God and the God has and the Lord has chosen you to be a people for his treasured possession. Out of all the people who are on the face of the earth. For you are a people holy to the Lord your God and the Lord has chosen you to be a people for his treasured possession. Out of all the people who are on the face of the earth. First Peter two, nine new international version tells us, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light, darkness, comparison, darkness, shortcoming, darkness, feeling inadequate, darkness, where do I fit in? Into his wonderful light. I am enough. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am who God says I am. I am the head and not the tail. I am bold. I do possess power. I have the authority to speak into situations and circumstances because God has given that to me. And then we have Philippians four thirteen. I can do all things through Christ, through Him who strengthens me. So now we recognize our value and worth in God and not in people. We place trust, love, and obedience to and in God, knowing that we belong to Him and we are enough. I am enough. Say it with me. I am enough. I am enough. I am living my best life as chosen, chosen being having been selected as the best. I'm living my best life as holy, dedicated, or consecrated to God. I'm living my best life as royalty, royalty being having the status of a king or queen. So, when I walk into a room, I expect people to look at me a certain way because I'm royalty. I expect people to honor because I'm royalty. When I walk in, my crown is glowing. When I walk in, God walks with me. I'm living my best life as special, better, greater, or otherwise different from what is usual. If you remember earlier, I said I always knew I was different, always knew I was special. Couldn't define it, couldn't put my hands on it, wasn't tangible, but I knew I was different. Different isn't always bad. Find your different in God and run with it. Be who God has called you to be. That's who we're looking for. There's already a Carol Davis. There's already Worshipper's Heart. Be and do what God has called you to be and do. I'm living my best life as God's possession, the state of having, owning, or controlling something. Live your best life as chosen. Your best life is holy. Your best life is royalty and special in God's possession. So, because of that, I have an affirmation. This affirmation is composed of the scriptures from Deuteronomy. Fourteen two, First Peter to nine and Philippians four thirteen, and it says to us, "I am a holy person of the Lord, my God. I am chosen. I am His precious possession out of all the people on the face of the earth. I am chosen. I am of a royal priesthood, a holy nation. I am God's special possession." I declare his praises and walk out of darkness into his wonderful life. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I am living my best life. I am enough because I belong to the kingdom of God as God's child. I have rights to riches, good life, and the ability to overcome and be victorious in all things. I will accomplish. I will reach my goals. I will have aspirations. I can, I will, I am enough. So let's acknowledge this. In difficult places, dark spots, confusion, anxiety, needing more, seeking more, longing to be desired, needing affirmation, speak God's word. Affirm yourself as God affirms you. And know that even during the detours of life, God walks with us and lets us know that we are enough. And at the end of the day, all you need is a worshiper's heart. Oh, and there's one more thing. I'd like to take this time to thank my sponsors, Abigail Adoye, Athena Shack, Dr. and Mrs. John and Martha Johnson, Jacqueline Harris, Chantel Hess-Taylor, and the Worshipper Heart team member, Tiana Davis. Thank you all so much for everything that you have done to invest into this ministry, into this podcast. We cannot do it without you. So if you are interested in being a valuable part of this podcast, support today Look at us on Facebook at Worshippers Heart. Send us an email at worshipersheart67 at Aol.com. And we can give you more information about how you can be a sponsor for this podcast and for this ministry. At the end of the day, all you need is a worshiper's heart. And in closing, I leave you with this. We thank you, God, for being the God of love. As in Jesus Christ, you gave yourself to us so that we may give ourselves to you, that we may live according to your holy will. Keep our feet firmly in the way wherever Christ leads us. Keep our lips, that our lips may speak the truth that Jesus teaches us. Fill our bodies with the life that is Christ within us. Bless us, O God. Open doors to us. Bless the thresholds we cross, the roads that we drive upon and lay before us. Go with us as we go, and we will welcome you in every place. In the holy name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.